0: This is the Firestarters podcast featuring me, Cody, and Jared Dufresne. Yeah, thanks, Cody, so much, man. Um, I know that a lot of us, you know, we, we're, we're growing up in church. We're growing up with a stereotypical view of, of of God as kind of this far-off entity who who only interacts with us, you know, when it's time for judgment or, or time for punishment or, or time to, you know, um, to punish, you know, like I said, to punish It's kind of that that view is kind of really um, just amplified by some of our religious kind of, you know, connotations of God. And even even the the stained glass window, Jesus and the, you know, the 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 clear cut, you know, clear coat um, Christ. And we just kind of we we look at him as the judge in the sky, so to speak. And, um, you know, we 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 don't think he's very involved. And I grew up in a church myself. But I, I just had this this view of this 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 far off God who was ready to just smite me at you know any moment, and um, for all the wrong I did, so I repented regularly all the time, you know, but never really coming to um, to a place of forgiveness um, because I felt like God was always mad at me if I made a mistake, you know, it was right back to that same train, and I had to I had to you know get get redeemed, and I had to you know um, every week be rescued, and certainly I need to be, and we all do. Later on in life. Um, I realized that, you know, and I went through some stuff. I went through a divorce um, back in, in the early 2000s. And, you know, I went through some confusion at the job. I, you know, I lost a home. I had to sell my home that I had worked so hard for. And, um, you know, which God later turned around to be a big blessing, um, which actually enabled me eventually to, to seek and pursue God and come to a place in life where I realized that despite all of God's head knowledge, of what was, what is, and what's to come, that it's the love of his heart that's driving him in every single thing he does, and so it's it's and you know of course eventually I wrote a book called Heart Driven, and that's the focus in the book that God is more heart than he is head. You see, the problem is, is when we see when we think that God is just is just you know head driven and he and he has knowledge of of you know the evil and he has knowledge of of the evil in my life and he has knowledge of of what will happen to me and. You know, he has knowledge of why you know my my you know my mother has cancer or why my you know my child is you know is on drugs, and he has all the knowledge of this stuff, but he's not doing anything, right? And so, when we see God in that way, and there's just an understanding of God as just this this bank of knowledge that knows all things, then our question can only be, well, why the heck isn't he isn't he fixing it? And that's the problem when we think that that God is just simply uh, uh, a you know a bank of knowledge up there who who has all this information but is doing nothing with it, and so it leaves us very confused and we just we we think that heaven is just you know that that never ending church service in the sky it's not really it's not the party right it's not the it's not the 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 you know the trip to the to the mountains you know it's not it's not the you know beachside resort it's not any of those things it's just this you know the, the harps and the clouds and all this stuff and there's God with all this knowledge and he's just you know, barking out orders and barking out rules and, you know, and heaven's kind of going to be just like, you know, a typical, you know, traditional church service that, that a lot of us, you know, maybe grew up going to or you see in some more um, religious type environments. But then all of a sudden, you know, you, you think about God and you think about the, the offerings and you think about the beauty of it all and and the the, 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 the beauty of your own life. Um, certainly the tragedy as well. And I say tragedy because that's very important. The Bible even says right there in Romans that all of creation just, just groans, you know, earnestly for the revealing of the sons of God, and that creation itself was was was, um, you know, subjected to futility um, by Him who who made it. That, um, and basically meaning that there was a chance it wouldn't work out, and that is absolutely astounding. And it says specifically in that in that book there um, in Romans that that it was subjected in futility, you know, to futility with by hope. That it was, it was, and that's, that's astounding. You think about it, that there was, there was a, there's a hope there that, that when God creates a being, when God created everything, even when in Corinthians, it describes love itself, what's one of the greatest characteristics of love? It mentions one of the first one is that love always hopes, right? And so we have, so here's the problem that, that God has, right? He has all this knowledge of things that are things that, that were and things that will be, but yet. He's heart-driven, and so he does them anyway. He, he knows the end result of, of mankind, right? The Bible says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He knew before the world, he made it, that this would not work. He knew that, but he did it anyway. Why? Why? Well, you point to some some simple things, and, and again, I'm going to go back to, you know, we, we're talking about in and. In, the, the book and all that, but it's 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 just the understanding of of God. So first off, we know that God mostly is what one thing that He mostly is, you know, God, and that's simple, right? We've always heard that it's 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 you know three word scripture. God is love, and that's that's, that's very simple. We understand that that's who that's who God is. That's that's His main character. That's mainly who God is, right? So God is love. Well, well okay, well then what's love? If God is love, and scripturally, you know, we talk about agape love, which is a perfect unselfish unrelenting, right? Just giving, just, just, you know, conditionless love. And, and so that's, that's, that's that God, that God love that um, we're supposed to reflect as believers and um, pretty tough to do. But so you think about that God is love. Um, love has certain characteristics. Does it not love, if you love someone, what's one of the main things you want to do for them? You want to, to give that love, right? I mean, that's you love someone you want to give. That love, you want to give it to someone, you give them things, you give them, you know, affection, you give them things. Your children, your wife, you know, just your family, you you give. And so one of the greatest characteristics of love is that is that it must be given. Um, love that is not given, even in your own heart, in your own life, you can think about it. When you don't give love, you become cold yourself. You become, you know... That, that loveless being, which if God himself is, is defined by love, then God can't become that. So he, it, it, love requires God to give. He has to give. So that's why, even though God knew all of this was going to happen, he still gave anyway. He still created anyway because he had to create something and someone that could reciprocate the exact same love in his heart right right back to him it must be given. And so God made a way through us. Um, the problem with love again is that, as you know, and you're, a lot of you guys probably know in your own life, love is complicated. You know, you've been in relationships that have failed relationships that are failing. You know, you, you, you've been through some great ones. Right. But, but you know, like, at the same time, it's like, you know, okay, love must be given, but, but w- there's also another reality of, of, of love. You know, I, I could have, I could just maybe order a, you know, a male, a, a, a Russian mail-order bride, right, and just make her come and, and be my bride, and I'm going to make you love me, you know, and that, that would, you know, maybe sustain or fulfill some minor, some minor void in our hearts, you know, for a time, but at, the, but at the end of the day, you know, there's really just one question that, that, that all of us have, and, and, and is that simply, you know, am I loved? To answer that question, there's only one way we, you know, God could, could make it, and that is to give us the ability to choose that love, right? That, that it's, it's, it's now, you know, it's you choose. You know, will, will you love, love itself sin You, you know, it, it, it requires choice. We must choose. And so that's another conundrum of love, because if God is love and love must be given, right, it has to be chosen, because if not, is, is it really love? Well, the answer is no. And so you see how this kind of gets really, you know, and, and in reality, despite all of God's knowledge, just despite everything he knows, it's the love of his heart that drives him in all of his actions. It's why, you know, bad, it's why bad things happen to good people at the end of the day. It doesn't mean that affects God any less. He's still broken about it. He's still hurt about it, but he has to find a way to balance the love of, of his, of his, of his life, that, that, that passion that he has inside of him with the knowledge that he has. And that's, and that's going to be difficult. You can only imagine that. That's why he's God and we're not right. And he's the bigger God. And he has that figured out in a way we can't understand. You know, when, when, when God's sovereignty is balanced with mankind's free will, that's, that's, a, that's an understanding that a, a lot of us, you know, wish to have. But somewhere in there, it, it, it exists. And my pursuit of it led me to write Heart Driven. That's, that was what Heart Driven came to be, was discussed. What was that like? Um, and, and, and lastly, I want to say about love. So, we, you know, we mentioned a few things. God is love, must be given, it must be chosen. Lastly, love must accomplish its goal. Um, if you read the book of John, when it talks about it talks about perfect love, you know First John and all, it, it gets into perfect love, and, and when he's mentioning perfect love, and, and you look at that, it's a it's a love that 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 is unrelenting. It's it's a love that um, right Scripture says it right. It's like you know, he who started a good work in you will finish it right. Even when you are faithless, right, he is faithful. And we, we see all of this, all, all this promises, all this, you know, unrelenting love inside of us that he's, he's still pursuing us even when we're running the other direction. And that's incredible, right? And it says right there in, in, in 1 John 2 that, that, you know, if you still have fear in your heart, you're still, you still, know, you know, don't get discouraged because, because guess what? It just, all that means is, is that God's love has not yet had its finished work in us. It's not yet perfected us. And so there's fear there and there's apprehension there, and, you know, and, and there's whatever it may be. God is still working, and that's the hope of, of the fears that we have, you know, and all these things that when, when that day comes and God finally removes that from us, that, that we will be perfected in love, and there's no better place. I mean, that's, that to, me, to me, that's heaven, right, to know God as, 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 in, in, you know, in that way and to pursue God that way. And so, you know, you, you, you think about the sum of it all, and you begin to get an understanding, and, and I really want to talk today about the book of Hosea. Because nothing shows God's heart in the reality of what I'm saying right here, right now, than the story of Hosea. It is, it is God's absolute intentional attempt to help us understand fully what he is and, and what he experiences as he tries to love us. Hosea, a lot of you guys are familiar with the scripture. Um, Hosea was, was asked to marry a, a prostitute. And you can imagine you know, Hosea was a faithful, faithful prophet of God. He, had, you know, prophesied for God for many years and was doing the hard stuff. You know, he was prophesying um, against all of the, you know, the 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 strife and the and the sin and all the stuff that was going on in society then. And, and all of a sudden, you know, God tells him, "Hey, um, you know, marry this lady who is going to be completely unfaithful to you, who is not going to, you know, trust you or obey you in any way whatsoever. She's not going to, you know, respect you." She's not going to respect the marriage covenant. She's going to, you know, she's going to look for love other places, right? She's going to go to bed with the enemy over and over again. She's going to eat from the enemy's table. She's going to, you know, and she's going to over and over again, and 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 you know, and and you're going to have your heart broken over and over again, right? Hosea, you're going to have your heart broken over and over again, you know, dealing with Gomer, dealing with you know the things that 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 she um, brought into the marriage, and um, you know. You imagine Hosea must have been a little like, "Really, God, this is it?" But yet, in the story, we see how Hosea just, just so intentionally and desperately continued try to try to love Gomer. He tried to love her out of her sin over and over and over again. Right? He tried to always, when the relationship was broken, he would he would try to always redeem it. You know, always bring it back. Of course, he got angry. Of course, he got upset. But yet he would always put his heart in the line over and over and over again to keep showing her, I do love you. You are worth something, right? Even though you're, 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 you're dirty. You're, you know, you're, you're broken. You're, you're no good, right? As far as the world goes, you're, you're the, you're the cast out. Are you not? You're a prostitute. You're the castaway, and, and yet it's, it's astounding because you think about it, right? That God, that God wanted this so much because in the book of Hosea at one point it says that. As God, as God himself wrestled inside of himself with what was happening with the people that he loved the most, right? The ones that he chose, I I shouldn't say it that way. Israel was never, Israel was never about the people that God loved the most. Israel was about the people that God chose to show his love through the most. And that's a huge difference. God loves everyone. But yet at the same time, you know, God had chosen Israel to be the ones he was going to show his love both to and through on the earth, and that was the purpose of Israel. Eventually, it was all going to be offered to everybody, and that's what we learn about in the Gospels. You know, and Jesus kept saying that and Israelites couldn't understand what he meant. Anyway, to get back to Hosea, um, man, the unfaithfulness, you know, of her over and over again, the wrestling that 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 Hosea constantly went through with this situation, and not knowing what to do, um, it it it. In every single way, it, it parallels what God goes through and his own world when He deals with us, all of us, right? All of us, we, we, we play with God, do we not? When, we, when we're young, we, we play around. You know, I'll go to church but you know I'm not going to You know I still like my I still want to go and just get blasted. I still want to go and, and, and do a little bit, whatever. I still want to have fun with you know the ladies. I still want to do these things, so I'll go to church, but I'm not going to live. You know, I'm not gonna be bored, and and we, and we 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 say all these things. Right? I'm not gonna be blank. I'm not gonna be this. And you know what, God, it's just that's that's just that's just the bottom line. You know, it's just stop asking. And 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 we 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 we're, we're harlots, are we not? We we play harlotry with God's love. And so when you when you when you kind of just you know traverse through Hosea. You see these battles going on and then it's kind of it starts getting more specific and it really starts showing you God's actual battles that he's facing every day as he's dealing with these Israelites, these unfaithful people, these people that he chose to show his love through. And he, and he doesn't understand why they can't, won't reciprocate it. He doesn't understand why they're eating at the table of the enemies when he's offering them eternity, right? He's offering them. And yet in Hosea, it says that they, they, they're eating the rice cakes and, and these, these things, you know, from the enemy. And, and, and God's perplexed. Why? Why? Don't you know that I am good? Don't you know that I, I, I am loved? Don't you understand that? And God wrestled with it over and over again. And, 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 and the sin and stuff. And you see how God, the righteous anger began to start up in God. And he would start saying things to Hosea like, I just want to just, you know, <laughs> I want to just knock them in the head. I want to just, you know, show them my, my wrath, right? Because they don't want understand, understand my, my, my grace. Maybe they, need to, maybe they need to see my wrath and understand my wrath. And, and you see this welling up inside a guy, you know, and you can just imagine if you had an unfaithful lover and you found out she cheated on you, right? How you, it would rise up in you. I, ah! You know, and you just would, you would want to scream. And you probably might, you might scream at her, you know, and, and you would just get so worked up. But but the most astounding part, and this is kind of how I just want to conclude, you know, what's going on, Jose, and there's a whole lot more. You know, you guys can, in fact, I have, you know, I think at least one or two chapters is, dedicated to the story and heart-driven. Um, for all of their holotry, for all of their unfaithfulness, for all of their backbiting, for all of their, you know, their, 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 you know, their, their fleeing of, of, of God and all those different things that happen for all of it at the end of the day and, and, and it's astounding because, I mean, you can literally, you can literally read God's basically wrath, you know, you can read him in a way he's just kind of, you know, pouring it out in Hosea over and over again and, and it, you know, and, and it's, He's at this place, you know, where he's just, ooh, okay, God, little, let's, let's, like Moses had to do, you know, let's, let's, let's take it down. But um, at the end of the day, man, what's most astounding is that God's, I mean, right after you, you read all of this about, about him and about what he's feeling and what he's experiencing, it, immediately after you, you, you re, and I mean, instantly, and you can read it, instantly after he's saying these things, he stops and says, wait a second, but I love them. I love them with everything in me, so I cannot relent. Instead of punishment, I'm going to bring blessing, right? Instead of wrath, I'm going to bring grace. You know what I'm saying? Instead of instead of instead of ending it, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to perpetuate it with hope, right? With promise, with a future, and right. I have plans not to harm you, right? But to give you a hope and a future. And God is that God. He'll spite us, right? He'll he'll you know he'll take the paddle off the shelf. That's another thing about God. They think, they think that God's sitting there with a the paddle in his hand, just slapping it back and forth like the principal, you know, school teacher, right? Just slapping the paddle in the hand. I can't wait till, you know, Cody messes up. I can't wait till, you know, Jared blows it again. And he's just slapping that, that paddle, you know. Oh, okay, finally. No, man, right? Slow to anger. Slow to anger. The truth is that paddle, that, the one we fear as little kids from the principal, the dad, whoever it is, that, that paddle is way up on the top, on the tallest shelf. Right? As far away from his hands as possible. Because the Bible says that's the last thing he wants. All those stories in Old Testament we read about God's wrath, that didn't happen like that. That came after hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands sometimes of, of, of second chance, second chance, second chance, second chance, right? Years and years and years, man. And that's, that paddles way up on that top shelf, and the last thing God wants to do is have to take it down, Cody. God had a huge choice to make in the book of Hosea, right? A huge choice. He could have chosen. To show us all that he was indeed the judge in the sky, that what he was indeed mostly now, we're talking about mostly now, of course he is the judge, right? Of course he's sovereign. Of course he's, he could do whatever he wants. He can snap his finger. He's, he's bigger than, you know, he's going he's to, you know, you think about Thanos with the snap, right? You think about God, I mean, he snaps it. he can just everything, you don't, you don't need, no. it's, he made it so he can do anything, but, but he had a choice to make right there in the book of Hosea. How will I show myself to the world? What will they most know me as, right? A head-driven, fact-driven, you know, just sovereign God who's just going to snap his finger and say, I'm done, and it's all over with, and just wipe them all out, kind of like he did with, right before Noah's days, right? Could just snap his finger and wipe, him, wipe them all out, kind of like with Moses when he dealt with the Israel people. God was like, I just want to snap my fingers and just wipe them all out. And right there in that moment, Cody, he stops and he says, but wait a second, my heart is on display. And that's what they need to know. I am, and he relented from the harm that he that he wanted to bring upon the sin that was being performed, and, and he said, I will love them instead with grace, with mercy. And I'm sure he dealt with their sin, absolutely. And he will. God is not some soft. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He is. He's a strong lover, and by strong love, I mean he he'll love you with everything he's got. But when you keep pushing, 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 he's gonna. But he's gonna bring the paddle down when he needs to. He, he still got. He still has it. He'll bring it down when he needs to. But what he most is, is heart driven. And that's what helped me and let me finally fall in love with God. And it changed my life when I realized for the first time through a divorce, through pain, through suffering, through loss, through many things I went through, that despite it all and everything I thought, everything I believe, that he's a God who first and foremost is, 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 is he's love. And, his, and, and the love that he has inspires him to love me with everything he has. Right, because he knows I'm I'm worth it. I'm worth it, and and man, wow, I am really I am, God, okay, right. And the hope lies up, like we talked about earlier today, Cody. When when your when your spouse or your girlfriend or somebody tells you, man, you got what it takes as a man, right? Whoo, man, you're pulling the sword out. You're taking the field. You're, you you William Wallace, right? You got the paint. You got the speed. You know, you're you're woo, let's go. You're ready to just bust it all. You know, just let's go. But man, when the God who made you say, you got this son, you got this daughter, right? You got this. You can do this. I believe in you. I believe you, you you, you know, you have what it takes. You're worth it. You're worth it. And I'm going to choose to love you instead of, instead of you know, instead of spite, instead of, you know, the the, the suffering, the pain, man. It, it's just, it's amazing. And this guy we love is so much, he's so great, Cody. And it's so amazing to know him the way that we do. You know uh, I kind of say, I kind of sum up like this, you know, bad things, you know, happen and, and you know, my mortgage is late, you know, the, the truck stopped working, you know, the the sickness, um, you know, takes over and, and all these things happen. And, and, and you, you know, again, you get frustrated with God, you're like, you know, why, why, why? And we ask that question often, you know, we go through stuff. I've been through stuff, you know, most of us have, and we've all asked that question at some part, you know, point. And, and, and what I tell people is, you know what? Yeah, we could have lived in a world that's perfect. We could have. You know, we could have lived in this, in this quote-unquote utopia, right? We could, have, we could have lived in this thing where, where no bad things ever really happened. I said, I said yet yeah, it, it would have only cost us one single thing. And, and it's something that, that isn't worth it, right? The one simple thing is our free will. We could have lived in that world, but yet would we really have known love truly, right? And the thing about us having to give up our ability to choose, is that really life at all? I mean, that's what makes us human. Is it not? The ability to choose right from wrong, the ability to choose love from hate, the ability to choose, right? Good from evil. That's what makes us human. You know, God made us the way we are. We're specific. We're made in his image. And, and you think about it, why we're we made in his image? Because God wanted us to be able to reciprocate back to him, the exact same love that he has for us in the best way we possibly could. And now through Christ, we have an opportunity to do so because in the old Testament, right? They, they, Love you, Lord, thank God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, right? All this stuff. They must have been, ah, oh, I don't even have Jesus, right? I, I want that and I do, but but I don't even, and, and, and God's like, okay, to prove it, I want you to sacrifice your son. I want you to, you know, build a giant ship when it's never rained a day, you know, and <laughs> I want you to go to this people and, and, and speak these things and they're probably going to want to kill you, right? I want you to, to go into battle and you'll probably, you know, not survive, and God acts as people, to, you know, in those sense. But now through Christ, right, through the renewed life in this, we have the ability to give back to God everything that He deserves. The Bible says, you know, right there again, going back to you know John's writing over and over again that you know, if if you, He who has been made perfect in love, you you when you, when you're in that love, you you cannot sin. You cannot love and sin at the same time. It's you know, it's 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 pure and it's good. And our and our goal should be should be that type of of love. It's not about oh, I need to be some perfect person. That's not what it's about. It's about God, I need to be able to love you perfectly, Lord. And I want to because that's what you deserve, right? A couple of days ago, I was reading an old note, you know, that I had floating around and um it said so you think about all the different um understandings of God that people have around the, you know, the the, the world and um how many people how many people view their god as a god that that loves them. And that's how they first and foremost see their god as a god of love. I mean, think about it. All the different faiths that are there, you know, um around the world be it, you know, Islam or Hinduism or just just anything, you know. And those are some of the bigger ones, but you know, what what view do you have of 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 who God is and how he feels about you? You know, you 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 may have certain and even scripturally speaking from a a um you know, Christian history standpoint and and you know the Jewish history before that um you you know God revealed himself to to be a judge, right? He revealed himself to be the creator, he revealed himself to be many many things, a lawgiver, right? Um on, on and on and on and and so there's a reality of that, but yet first and foremost, we know that God is love and that's the lens that we view him through as a Christian. And that for God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever would believe in him, that he is who he said he is, right? That he came to do what God asked him to do, that his will will be done. And, and, and through that belief and that faith in Christ, that we have redemption, we have, we have love, we have restoration. And that's, what's, that's what's, and you think about that. Wow, okay. And I encourage you guys, if you're out there, you're listening to this, and you are of a different faith. And i and I respect your faith man you know we're all born into different things and different thoughts and different ways of looking at things I've studied a lot of different faiths in my life you know out there i was I was born Christian, you know but I studied a lot of different you know there was a place in my life when I looked at many different you know avenues and options and routes and all this and one of the greatest things that that really stood out with me was that was that one fact that um you know God is love and that um it's a hard to find faith that 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 puts that as the 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 focus but christianity does it it realizes that, you know, and, and well, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I sometimes even hate to use the word Christianity because it just, that, that paints the picture as just, it's, you know, okay, well, that's another option. Well, like, like Christianity is just another option. If you want to be a Christian, then you can understand God that way and you can know God that way. If you want to be, you know, um, you know Islamic or whatever it is, you know, you want, to, you want to have these different belief systems out there, you know, and, 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 and that, um, you know, you can understand God and there's different options out there. You know, this is life. This is this is truth. There's only one way, one truth, and one life, and that's all we're talking about here. And and you know, what it what is that? What is that path to you? You know, what's what's that understanding? You know, if, if, and you think about this one reality, Cody. What's the, what's the greatest characteristic that every single person on the planet shares? The one thing that we all share, no matter who we are, no matter where we're from, no matter you know what what background we have, and that is. The desire to love and to be loved, all of us share that to some capacity. Now, some of us have snuffed it out a long time ago, right, and killed it, and done whatever we got to with it. But in the in the start, as as little children, even one of the greatest things that we had inside of ourselves was to love and to be loved. Where did that come from? If it's not from the image of 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 a perfect love, right, that made us, then where did that come from? Why do we all share that one desire? And and why can only evil rob that from it, the innocence of it, right? As we grow older and we we become the, the the you know the the murderer the terrorist, whatever it is, you know the evil stuff that we label in, the, in society, is you know, yet at the start in our innocence we're love, you know, and before we're and I, you know I know we're born innocent sin and all that and I get that, but man, you know you don't get much more innocent than a little a little child, you know. And, and there's a quick forgiveness with all these things, and I have, you know, a few small kids and all that, so it's, it's, man, you know, understand Him in that way. Seek that truth out for your for your own self. Ask Jesus, you know. If you are love and you are true, then, then you know, okay, prove it, right? <laughs> and God will reveal Himself, man. He will absolutely reveal Himself, I promise you. It may not be the ball of Light, or there may not be the, you know, the the you know the the waters parting and all this kind of stuff. But I promise you, and it may be. Who knows? I've heard stories, but it may be. And I've seen some stuff, but it may be God, right, wooing your heart, sending the sending the right person to speak to you, you know, moving in your life, and you beginning to realize that He is He is that very thing, Cody. Um. To to kind of just piggyback real quick off the other thing you said about suffering, you know, human suffering and about um the the struggles that we have as humans and, and um about about that, that scripture you mentioned a second ago how God scanned the whole earth for somebody to say please God no 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 right and, and, and to and to stand up and if you could just find that one heart right just like he did with Noah back in the day. If you can find that one heart again, right? He's slow to anger, right? It's the last option. Please just give me one right one Choice here, give me one heart, one word, one anything, any glimpse at all. That's all it takes with God. And the very last route, if there's nothing left, is I have no choice but to send, you know, this wrath, and I, and I, and I don't want it. I don't want it. But you leave me no choice because I have to be known. I have to be known on earth. It's like as a parent, if you guys are out there listening as a parent, you, wanna, you want to so desperately just love your kids into doing right and doing good. I do it all the time. I don't want to raise my voice. I don't want to get upset. I don't want to have to correct them. I don't want to have to threaten punishment. I don't want to do any of those things. I just want them to say, yes, daddy. Right? Yes, daddy. And then I'm so happy when they do. Like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Right? Because I don't have to be, you know, the, 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 the swords, you know, slayer, whatever. And, 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 but, but, you know, man, my heart is full. And so I promise you, as a father and me reflecting the father, I know God's heart. And it's hard as the last thing he wants to do is to have to punish us, Cody. And so here's the reality, and this is the point I was trying to make. When it comes to what happens on earth, God, and he sovereignly did this, and you think about it all throughout Scripture, all the way from the Old Testament to Moses holding up the staff to Jesus spitting in the mud to Jesus hanging on a cross, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, God has revealed that on earth his plan always, always is us it's only through yes lord that god now has opportunity to work for good the wrath only comes when there's there's nothing left right that's the last whatever it's the last thing right the bible says that god keeps holding it all off he keeps holding it all off because he wished that all should repent right none should perish and all should be saved because he keeps pushing holding it off holding it off but 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 man, and, and you know, at the same time, he's, you know, during that time, he's fighting for us. He's just looking for one heart, one soul, right? One, one smile on the face. One, one to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I will ride with you. I will stand up and fight. And that's all he wants. And that one glimmer of hope, Cody, will help perpetuate the love that he has for all of us, man. And, it, and, it, and it's something to know that God works on earth through us. Jesus came as what? A man. He gave up his deity, it says, Right not not considering his equality with god something to be grasped right he he just let it go to come and live just as we did to suffer just as we do think about it he let all of that go to be tempted just as we are that's astounding he lived like us right that's amazing dude and the, the humility of that is just like oh you know what i'm saying i mean the greatest leader you can think of on the planet You know, coming over and washing your feet when you met him for the first time. What? I mean, think about it. But yet we see how God keeps his plan intact through us. We are his plan. He works through us. Every time we say yes, God says, yes. Right? Another heart to fight through and for, you know, and with. Yes. And that's how God made it. And that's astounding. But it's also very humbling. And we say, thank you that I, I get to do that, God. And he works through us, man. I've heard somebody say one time, I might've been carrying weakness, somebody say, you know, the only time as a believer that we lose is when we don't fight. And that's the reality of it, right? We fight, we win. We don't fight. We don't speak. We don't do anything. You know, we lose. Somebody loses. Somebody loses out on a testimony, on faith, on believing right? When we don't speak, when we don't act, when we don't move, somebody else loses and we, we lose ultimately, you know? And man, in, in a sense, God does, right? Because he's like, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, let's go. And God's sovereign. you know. He'll, he'll keep fighting. He'll keep moving. He'll find another way to reach people. You know, It's not like he needs us. It's not like he needs me and Cody. He can use Bob and Sam or, you know, George and Frank or Sally and Susie, right? He can use whoever. But when you say yes, Lord, He's like, yes, he's excited for you, right? And it's awesome, right, Cody? Every person that you've helped rescue in any any context, from depression, from sorrow, from slavery, as you've worked with IJM and stuff, and and whatever part you played there, right? Every person that you took part in, man, go back to that moment right now in your heart and oh my gosh, you're just like, woo! (laughs) It's just, it's it, right? I'm just so glad, man, that um, this is the start of something that we can keep doing. And um, I encourage all you guys who are listening out there, um, you can send us an email at Jared, spell J-A-R-E-D. Um, our, our email address is um, at wearefirestarters.com. We W-E-A-R-E, firestarters.com. Um, of course, you can check out that website too and you can send us a message through there. If you have any, any thoughts or, or, or um, concerns or, 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 or just if this, if this stirs something in you and maybe you just need counseling, uh, maybe you need an answer that we can we can maybe it's something we can discuss in our next podcast, Cody. That um, you guys send over to us. Um, we have many ways. Again, you can go online, reach us. We're on we're on you know Facebook and all that, and, and um, feel free to to reach out. And uh, we want to be a a light, you know, to those in need.